Hi, I'm Greg Yulin with Reynolds & Reynolds, and this is Connected. Uh, today's a great day. I'm excited. I get to talk with Roger Meese and more. Uh, Roger is the Vice President of Fixed Operations at Hendrick Automotive Group. Uh, and uh, Roger's uh, a part of a show coming up uh, with Hendrick Automotive Group. It's a competition, the Randy Dorton Hendrick Engine Builder Showdown. Um, and wanted to get into the details of this because it's a really exciting event. It's been going on for over 20 years. Uh, so, Roger, thanks so much for, uh, for hopping on. Thanks for having me, Greg. Uh, so uh, it's great to be here, and we're super excited about the, the Engine Builder Showdown coming up. Um, and uh, it's hard to believe it's going to be our 22nd uh, event. And uh, it's uh, it's one of the most exciting, most energetic events that we do uh, every year, and a lot goes behind the scenes. So uh, just a little bit about my background I actually started uh, with Hendrick Automotive Group as a technician in, in uh, 1993. So I just celebrated my 30th anniversary, uh, work uh, anniversary. And, and uh, I don't know where the time goes, but it's been a great <laughs> ride. And uh, uh, certainly far from over. I'm going to keep keep going. But uh, I, as a technician, obviously got a great foundation uh, and, and respect for for what technicians do each and every day. And, and uh, it allowed me an opportunity to grow with the company. So uh, I was always uh, also um, able to, to write service and, and be a department head and, and manager in fixed operations. And I've been uh, at the corporate office supporting all of our fixed operations, park service and collision uh, since uh, 2006. So uh, I am uh, honored to be a part of this event. I don't know of any other group that, that has this level of recognition for their technicians. Uh, and uh, the, the, uh, the cause is, is, uh, is very honorable. And, and I, think it, uh, I think it stems from Mr. Hendrick uh, actually having turn wrenches himself. And uh, he brought forth a vision uh, to Randy Dorton and said, hey, you know, the guys at Motorsports have been doing this uh, uh, in, in NASCAR, and, and why don't we kick it off and do it for our technicians at the uh, Hendrick Auto, Auto Group, uh, Automotive Group, and and uh, gosh, uh, the, the very first one uh, was in 2002, small little event in the uh, museum over there, and uh, it's just built from there, and it seems like every year, uh, the production level gets better and better, uh, but uh, we remind ourselves that you know, no matter how fancy we get, it's all about recognizing our, our teammates. And this is really uh, an elite group, um, so they have to be Hendrick Master technicians before uh, they can take this special qualifying ASE test. Uh, ASE is Automotive Service Excellence. It's uh, one of the most recognized credentials in the industry. Uh, but uh, they, uh, they have been uh, kind enough to work with us and, and build a, a special test. So before you get to that test, you have to be a Hendrick Master. Well, what does it take to become a Hendrick Master? Uh, well, you do need to have all of your uh, eight uh, core ASC certifications, which means you would be a master ASE uh, technician. And also, you need to be at the top level of your training with the manufacturer that you represent. So yeah. if you're at a Honda store, obviously that would be, be Honda, uh, General Motors and so on and so on. So uh, those uh, those two are, are quite a feat to accomplish. And we do 
require you be uh, with us for a minimum of one year, um, uh, as well as taking our MDS, that's management by strengths class, and also uh, our Hendrick culture training through Hendrick University. Uh, and then in addition to that, our, you know, the individual's customer satisfaction has to be um, up to a benchmark or, or better. So quite a bit goes into becoming a Hendrick master. So you're, you're an elite in an elite group there. And um, we, uh, we, we, we basically have 2,500 technicians and uh, 300 of those are Hendrick masters. And so uh, out of the 300, we had 110 test takers this year. Um, and, um, and then the top uh, scores uh, are how you earn your way into coming to Charlotte at the uh, Hendrick Motorsports Complex and be a builder, an engine builder. So it, it's, a, uh, it's a, a, a kind of a difficult road, if you will, to, to get there, uh, very high standards and a very elite group. So it's always exciting to recognize uh, those folks because they're the, they're the best of the best. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So there's there's a lot I want to want to unpack there, Roger. Appreciate you giving that giving that overview. So I guess first, um, congrats on thirty years. I didn't realize uh, this year was thirty years for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but I am curious. So you you started kind of talking through that story that you know you started as a technician. Um, how'd you uh, how'd you get into it? How'd you get into turning wrenches and and uh, you know what was what was sort of your path into you know retail automotive? Well, you know, believe it or not. Uh, uh, I started at a, uh, a gas station at 15 years old. I had to get a special working permit to, to work that young, but I just had a passion for cars. And so naturally all my friends would bring their vehicles to me uh, to, to work on. And so it just kind of grew from there. And, and I knew that, you know, in order to get uh, the training and credentials that I, I wanted to achieve, I needed to be in, in, a, in an environment like a dealership. So, so I, uh, you know, I studied automotive technologies at college and then uh, I, uh, I went to work at, uh, at uh, some dealerships and gained more and more experience. Because when you work at a dealership, they send you to uh, the factory training, which uh, right. you can't access any other way. So it's, it's really special. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Um, you know, I'm definitely... Uh, envious of, of some of the guys that get to do this stuff and and i'm <laughs> i'm amazed at how quick they can do it too we can get into some of the stats i'm, I'm sure but uh you know looking at it i mean they'll, they'll build an engine in 25 minutes it's crazy and i i um and i love uh, always have kind of kind of loved working on cars too and there was a night you know I'll tell a quick story there was a night uh, i actually had a uh, uh, auto parts delivery business and um got to the point where one of my delivery vehicles uh needed a head gasket and so i said well i can i can do that right i can do that this is like a tuesday um i can do that and be ready to go tomorrow and uh so i had a, a customer and a friend who was uh you know had, had a shop and he let me use his shop so i went in there about eight o'clock and tore the whole top part of the engine off and you know replaced the head gasket put it all back together got done you know, about four o'clock and then got up and, and started uh, running in the morning, delivering parts in the morning. Um, but man, it'd be nice to be able to do that a little quicker, 
you know, and, and so the the speed with which these guys are able to uh, to put something together is just mind boggling to me, and and the accuracy too, right? I mean, you have some penalties obviously here and there, but it's it's so minimal when these guys put together these engines. It's crazy. Well, first, uh, I'm super impressed by your story. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, that uh, that's pretty pretty amazing. You know, uh, your your head gasket job. Uh, I think you did that in the in the vehicle, right? Yeah. So, uh, so certainly this is an amazing feat to be able to build a, an engine on a stand, but you do have uh, better access. And, uh, you know, uh, the all-time record is uh, 21 minutes and 40 seconds, uh, which was set in 2014, which is uh, uh, mind-boggling, as you said, uh, for sure. But we, uh, we tell the guys that they, they really got to get their mind wrapped around that they're not putting a, 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 an engine together that's going to have to run uh, the, the endurance uh, that they're, they're used to, you know. And so we, we try to get them to, A, make sure number one priority is have fun, and then uh, think of it as a puzzle, and, and, and sometimes you have to slam things together for speed, uh, <laughs> which you would not normally do, right, uh, as you described. So um, that's a, that's a, a big deal for them because as they put these engines together, especially on the motorsport side, you know, they're making sure that these tolerances are uh, just absolute perfection. The, uh, the friction drag, everything has to be absolutely perfect. And, and so if I recall right, there's at least 40 man hours in putting this exact engine together uh, for a race. Uh, so, you know, step back and think about that. You really have to get your mindset of I'm not putting this thing together uh, to endure <laughs> races. I'm putting this thing together uh, to, uh, to to run uh, 60 seconds. So um, it's uh, it's quite different. So uh, that's that's a big part of it. And uh, the speed comes together uh, with communication. So. You know, they're, they're, the, the auto group guy is, is paired up um, uh, and to the, uh, the builder at Motorsports, and right. they immediately start to uh, build a relationship and, and cultivate the chemistry, and they start talking strategy because they know that uh, when they get, you know, teamed up on this engine, if, if, there's any redundancy or somebody stepping over the other person or something's not done in, in sync, uh, they're going to lose time, critical time. Right. Uh, so, so that's critical. But, uh, but anyway, uh, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing to see, uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and it probably helps to your, your motorsports guys do this year in and year out. Right. So they've, yeah. they've done this competition before their season. There's you know a dozen of them or so. Right. That, that do this pretty much every sure. year. And um, so they have some experience where they can they can provide that direction, I'm sure, to the, uh, um, you know, to the, the automotive guys, the automotive group guys. It's like, hey, this is how it's going to work. Right. This is what we've done in the past. This is what didn't work. This is this is the best way to go forward. So I assume there's a lot of uh, coaching that goes on, too, from the motorsports guys. Without question. I mean, yeah. back to the communication, they, they are communicating instruction throughout the entire build. And of course, they go into it with a plan, but sometimes the plans don't stick. You have to be nimble and, and make adjustments and call an audible if you need to, uh, to keep things going. But uh, 
that communication uh, of instruction from the motorsports individual is is vital uh, for sure. What's next? You know, did you did you torque that? Is that properly torqued? Uh, are we ready to turn the crank? Uh, you know, they have to talk to each other. It's uh, it's one of the best demonstrations of teamwork that you could ever see. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great. Um, so you, you also mentioned earlier kind of the application process. You said you guys have 2,500 techs, you know, 300 master techs, um, Hendrick Masters, and you had 110 people that took the test. So what what does that look like, I guess? How do you, how do you apply, um, you know, and then how do you select those winners? Because you're taking, is it a dozen? Is it 12? Is that accurate? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's 12, and we have uh, three alternates. Okay. So, so the group uh, uh, size would be 15 that come to Charlotte. Uh, mm-hmm. So, we, you know, you, you never want it to happen, but there could be someone that's injured or, or, or need to fill in. So, so we do sure. have alternates. But, uh, but, yeah, it really does narrow down the pack. Uh, right. Sure. But the application process is very, very simple. Uh, our recognition team sends out a communication, and, and uh, our folks simply just go to their manager. Sometimes the manager goes with them. And, uh, and they get uh, they get connected with uh, the, the link to sign up. And then we uh, we have these test sites throughout the, uh, the company and different regions to make it convenient uh, for these folks to go and, and, and take this test. And and it's really a culmination of all uh, eight uh, core ASE tests. So you need to know your stuff uh, from drivability to suspension to engine. Uh, and so on and so on, and uh, it's really a it, it's really a, a pretty difficult test, a high standard for sure. Uh, yeah, but the guys uh, the, the the guys do great with it, and uh, we have uh, quite a few uh, new first time builders this time that uh, that aced the test. So we're we're excited to have them. That's great. Do you typically see? Um Repeat builders like is a is a is a tech allowed to do it year after year after year as long as they test high or or is there a waiting waiting period right after you get the opportunity then you got to have two years off or something? Bingo. So so we actually introduced a red shirt program uh, that gives them a couple years off before they come back because uh, obviously we want the recognition to be as widespread as as possible uh, yeah. and that was really the only way to do it. But uh, but yeah, uh, the guys are really passionate about it. I mean. You know, um, it's not it's not something that they uh, they come and enjoy and say, OK, I've been there, done that. They want to come back. Right. Yeah, it's a badge of honor, I'm sure. Well, and it's, yeah. it's a true competition as well. Right. And and for a lot of folks, you know, as we move into our professional lives, right, and our, our careers, we don't get to scratch that itch as much as maybe we used to when we were younger. Um, so getting to truly compete you know, head to head against somebody else and um, something that you've spent a lot of time and energy, uh, you know, developing the skills to be excellent at um, mm-hmm. and getting to show that off and, and compete against somebody else. That's a lot of fun, I, I imagine. Right. It, it's, it goes beyond just the pride. It goes beyond just the selection and the recognition. It goes to actually getting to go head to head and showing that you're better or faster. It, it, it really does. But, uh, you know, one of the most special things about it is it, it, it it kicks it, it kicks off relationships that last for a long, long time, and it's such a unique opportunity for our folks on the auto side to get to spend time on the Hendrick Motorsports uh, campus 
And uh, the, the folks at Hendrick Motorsports are some of the best hosts that you could ever ask for. They love showing off their workspace. They, uh, they, they really uh, like to stay in touch with uh, the, the auto group guys and the, uh, the relationships are ongoing. Uh, and it's just really special to see that. And, you know, it, it's, it's, there's, there's really no better way for our folks to, to have that experience with, uh, with the motorsports folks and also their, their working environment, their campus, what do they do all season? Uh, and they, and they love to showcase that. And, 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 uh, it's such a special place because, you know, I, uh, uh, every time I go out there, I'm amazed by the equipment, the talent, uh, and pretty much if you can dream it, they can fabricate it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I'm curious about, cause if I'm a tech, um, and obviously I want to do this, right. This is something that's really cool. Um, I've spent a lot of time perfecting my craft, um, and, and I get selected to go, to go out to Charlotte, but there's a couple things that are kind of in the back of my mind. So I'm wondering, you know, how you guys handle this or, or maybe it's a non-issue. I don't know. Um, but if I'm a tech, I think, okay, I got to prep for this, right. I need to practice a little bit. I can't just show up and, and, you know, be, be taught how to do all this, how to build a NASCAR engine. Right. So I need to prep. So that's time. Right. And um, also, I'm going to have some time away. Right. I'm going to be out of the shop. I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I don't know how long they're there, but I assume it's at least probably five days. Right. So I got a week away from the shop. So uh, in, in that vein of those two things, you know, obviously, if I'm a technician, my hours are very important to me. Right. That's that's how I make my money. So um, that may be a bit of a concern uh, or at least something in the back of my mind is, you know, I'm going to have a week or, you know, when you, when you tack on practice, maybe two weeks where I'm not necessarily turning wrenches or certainly not, not getting as many hours as I, I would. Um, I don't know. Does that come up or is that an issue that you guys have to consider? So for the actual event, Mr. Hendrick, uh, as is pay, uh, the technician. So there's no concern there. As far as prep, Good. uh, we've, we've really never had any concern there. Uh, and there are different levels that the guys prep, uh, for and, uh, or the approach and, and, and one of the big things is for this competition, we don't allow any pneumatic tools or any battery operated tools. It's all speed handles and uh, hand wrenches yep. and uh, ratchets and sockets and, and whatnot, hand tools. And so, you know, the folks in, uh, on our side, um, every day, all day, they're using uh, automated tools, you know, battery operated, pneumatic, whatever the case may be. So that's a huge adjustment uh, for them. So you'll see uh, some some of the folks will, will buy a speed handle and they'll start using that and just practicing with that because uh, it really is an art uh, yeah. to get speed with that. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, in addition, if you think about it, in, in today's automotive world, it's rare for us to build an engine from the ground up. Right. So usually it's a unit replacement kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a short block, you might replace a short block, which would not come with a cylinder head intake. You transfer all that over. And sometimes it's a long block, which you might not transfer much over besides an alternator and a water bump or something like that. But in most cases, our folks on the automotive group side are not pulling pistons through cylinder uh, holes and, and, and torque and rod bolts and, and cranks and, and everything else. So 
you know, going back to get your mind wrapped around it being a puzzle, um, that's, uh, that, that, that's kind of what they have to do because they do, do not have a lot of experience. Now, of course, the motorsports guys, um, they have uh, tons of experience, and, and that's why they are the ones that are communicating the instructions. Right. They know what they know what needs to be done in what order and make sure that the engine is timed properly so we'll run and, and all of those details. Yeah. So you, you mentioned a puzzle a couple of times. It's about 250 pieces, right? I mean, when it's all said and done, you got about 250 pieces laid out. That is correct. I mean, the uh, the, the fasteners uh, are, are, are quite uh, plentiful and, and, and the <laughs> lubrication uh, you know, as you get into the build, you're, you're, you're mentally exhausted, you're physically exhausted, exhausted, and your fine motor, motor movements uh, start to uh, uh, play tricks with you. And then you add on top of that, the, uh, the Valvoline lubricants uh, make it even more challenging to hold those little fasteners. And uh, so, so sometimes we do have a cross-threaded uh, situation, which, you know, is, it would, would be a penalty. Uh, but most of the time, it's just they have to kind of take a breath, slow down, and not drop anything. Because if you drop something, <laughs> uh, you've lost critical time. Yeah, yeah. So talk about those penalties a little bit, because you're—I mean—you're a part of this event, right? I mean, you're—you're you're in yeah. the in the garage, um, kind of in, and uh, you know, you're you're in there. You're commentating. You're talking about what's going on. You're explaining things. You know, because because you've been in the seat right um so talk a little bit about the scoring right you have clearly the, the sheer time right when does the engine fire up and and how long does it take to build the thing but then you have a series of penalties so there's a review and and what are what are those categories or maybe there's a finite you know list of penalties that you're looking for yeah so you know part of our uh, objective in the babylon engine shop is to help the audience understand what each component is you know, so a floor commentator might say, hey, they're putting in the crankshaft. What's crankshaft look like? You know, so we try to point that out, uh, whether it's uh, an exhaust piece or uh, the uh, the intake or, or any of that stuff. But uh, but yeah, uh, as as far as uh, as far as putting that stuff in in a certain order, you know, right. I think I think it goes back to the, the motorsports guy uh, uh, giving that giving that instruction uh, for sure. Uh, and then there was there was part two to that question. Remind me what that... No, I was just curious what, what the penalties are, right? So yeah, you, you mentioned penalties. cross-threading. Um, what are the other types of yeah. categories or if there's a finite list or something? So 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 there's both. Um, so the, um, the normal fasteners um, need to be hand-tight, and they do check those on teardown. But what they call the critical fasteners, whether it be... Um, uh, crankshaft bolts or uh, rod uh, bolts uh, need to be properly torqued. So uh, we have several different torque wrenches that are preset. And then as they tear the engine down, any item that should be, any fashion that should be to a specific torque, uh, that is that is inspected. Uh, because we don't want the engine to become damaged in any way because it would not be fair to the next uh, team uh, for sure. So. Uh, there, there are different categories of penalties. Uh, and, you know, if you left a plug wire loose or something and the engine still ran, you would have a, a, a penalty associated with that particular item. And so we do have a, uh, a, a checklist, if you will, 
to reference to, um, as you pointed out earlier. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. What, what range yeah. do you give? What range do you give on, uh, uh, torque? Any on, on torque? Yeah. Uh, so, so it, it's a minimum, if you will, yeah. minimum torque. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Um, so give me a little background, uh, Roger on, on this event, right? Where did it, where did it kind of come from? What was the Genesis? Usually there's a story behind the story, right? You kind of mentioned wanting to, to get the teamwork going and, and Mr. Hendrick was excited about it, but is there, is there more to it at all? Was there, was there more to the, the story kind of getting this thing rolling? Well, you know, uh, Mr. Hendrick has, has led us uh, with, with a culture of making sure we appreciate our teammates. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a lot of events for a lot of different uh, positions in a, in a dealership and in our company. And uh, his vision is to make sure we don't leave, don't leave anyone out. And, and uh, we really respect uh, and appreciate uh, our technicians and, and we want them to know that. Uh, and, and so, you know, it was his vision um, that uh, that he brought forth to uh, say, "Hey, I want to have the biggest and the baddest uh, recognition event for technicians in the industry," and, um, and and that's when we went to work and we just continued to build it year after year in a better way. Uh, and you know, uh, we ended up naming it uh, in honor of Randy Dorton uh, after the, uh, the the tragedy and. You can tell the pride that the, the motorsports folks take in that makes makes it extra special. So uh, the the recognition is is for our technicians and also for the motorsports uh, engine builders. And um, it's just uh, it's just so unique and so special. Um, it's a privilege to be a part of it. No, that's great. That's great. So, Roger, talk a little bit about uh, you know when when the uh, the events happening. It's early November, uh, but talk about kind of when it's happening and and uh, how folks can can tune in if they're interested. Again, I think it's an exciting event. I think it's a pretty cool thing that you guys put on. Um, I mean, you have it's it's like watching something on NBC Sports, you know. So, um, <laughs> talk a little bit about the details. Yeah. So uh, we kick off on uh, Wednesday, November the eighth. Uh, and uh, it starts at 9 a.m. Uh, and um, it, it's uh, Wednesday and Thursday, two-day competition, and we're going to live stream it uh, on RacingAmerica.tv and also HendrickEBS.com. Okay. We can put uh, links to those in in the show notes when we post it too. So it's Super. it's a fun event, and yeah, it's a fun event and one that uh, that's worth worth checking out. You know, it's it's pretty pretty interesting, pretty exciting. Um, so one other thing I was, well, maybe, maybe more than one, but uh, at least one other thing I wanted to touch base with you on, you've, you've done a lot of, you were going through your history and your experience, you know, starting as a tech and, and kind of having a, a bunch of different jobs throughout your career and, and a bunch of different roles and having the opportunity to grow. Um, maybe this is an unfair question, but what, what's been your favorite, uh, favorite job? My favorite job? Yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you, uh, favorite job would be uh, as a technician because your day is is never the same, and and you can step back and 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 look or or reflect uh, on the uh, the solutions that you were able to come up with, uh, and you don't win all the time, uh, but uh, but it's really satisfying 
to to uh, address a customer's issue and to uh, to verify that they're satisfied and, and happy with that. Uh, yeah. and, and and the other thing about being a technician is, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of freedom between working inside and, and, and also outside, you know, you can work outside a little bit if you want to, if the day's beautiful, uh, on the test drive, you can take a different route than you normally take or whatever, but, uh, no day is the same. There's always going to be a different challenge, uh, that, that comes to you, uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean that it, it's a wonderful career, uh, to yeah. be an, an automotive technician. It is. It definitely is. Um, so one other thing I was just noticing, uh, and, and you mentioned it earlier, where we're text to be a part of this event and have to take the uh, uh, management by strength through MBS test. And uh, you have a pretty high, uh, high D there on your red, red name badge. Um, so, you know, can you talk maybe a little bit about that and why that's important for, um, you know, the Hendrick organization? Uh, it's clearly embedded in your, in your culture. And uh, you get to know, you know, a lot about your, your peers, uh, really just by their name tag. Um, so I don't know, maybe would you mind talking a little bit about that too? Absolutely. You know, uh, Mr. Hendrick points out um, all the time, continually, how important communication is. And, and the better we understand how to approach each other, the better we can communicate between each other. And so, um, as you pointed out, my, my badge says that my D is above the line, and my color is red. So, uh, that just means that's a dominant trait, and that that's, D stands for direct. Uh, and so you'll you'll see green uh, for extrovert, uh, which would be above the line. The E would be above the line, and then uh, blue would be would be paste. Uh, Mr. Hendrick is paste, uh, and then uh, yellow would be structured. Uh, show it to me, prove it to me in writing, uh, kind of uh, thing. But uh, you. Uh, there's an advantage for us to see our teammates uh, with the grid and with the color, uh, but you can also apply it to the customers that you interact with. You know, you can tell pretty quick that uh, someone wants to hear all the details and have conversation uh, uh, around uh, the, the, uh, the mission or more conversation that has nothing to do with the mission. Uh, or the transaction, <laughs> uh, and, and and that person would most likely be an extrovert. You kind of you need to read that, uh, especially if you're direct like I am. You know, you you want to make sure that you're not um, jumping to the topic too quickly, uh, or or asking for the sale too quickly, uh, if you're dealing with an extrovert. But it's really it really boils down to uh, enhancing and improving our communication between. Uh, uh, each other as teammates and also the customers that we serve. Uh, and so we look at it as a, as an advantage. Uh, we have an advantage because of that training. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we set out to provide the best experience uh, possible for, for each individual. So we want to, we want to make sure that we individualize the, the approach. Yep. No, that's great. And I, I love the, Love the uh, the program and that you guys do it. I think it's it's extremely valuable. So I, I'm glad that you shared that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Well, Roger, this has been a fun conversation. We, we did kind of bounce all over a little bit, but um, anything else you want to touch on before we uh, we hop out of here? Anything we we didn't talk about that we should? 
Well, I think, you know, I think we covered it. Uh, it's just uh, we're uh, we're excited that we uh, can can have a larger audience that can view. Uh, so so we, we, we really hope that uh, folks will dial in and, and, and see. Uh, we will do our best to uh, to describe what's happening uh, and, and get your uh, a front row view of, of everything that's happening. Uh, and uh, you'll get to see um, a lot of the uh, interviews with uh past winners and also uh, some of the current builders and whatnot. And uh, we, we've had some, we have some special guests uh, coming by. So uh, we, we, we believe it will be worthwhile if we can get the viewers to, uh, to, to log in and, and watch. And we appreciate everybody's support. We appreciate Reynolds and Reynolds uh, support of the event. Uh, we, we have uh, truly great partners and uh, you guys are, uh, you guys are always right there with us, making sure that uh, we can we can put this event on, and, and we truly appreciate it. Well, you're you're more than welcome. We uh, we're glad we can be a part of it. It is a great event. So, uh, Roger Meesemore, Vice President of Fixed Operations for Hendrick Automotive Group. Thank you very much for the conversation. It was a lot of fun. Hey, my honor. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Greg. Yep, we'll see you. Okay. Well, that was a fun conversation with Roger Meesemore from uh, Hendrick Automotive Group. He's their vice president of fixed ops there. And, uh, you know, putting on this event, they do it every year. He mentioned in the, the conversation that, you know, this is the 22nd year doing their uh, engine builder showdown. I think it's a fantastic event. I'm glad they do it. And, and hopefully uh, you can check it out. It's about, uh, you know, a week from today. So check out the links in the show notes and uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you on there. Uh, don't forget, before we hop off, you can watch or listen to all episodes of Connected on YouTube, Apple and Spotify podcasts. And make sure to hit subscribe so you're notified every other week when new episodes are released. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in two weeks.